Today is a, an amazing day. We're, we're meeting one of the most unusual and the most unique per people in the bees community. And we're going to learn about him. He's always the one with a smile. He's also always the one with some philosophical differences uh, in uh, not differences, but in quality. Uh, and I want to know who this man really is. So let's go find out. This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the bee social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from Bees Social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. All I can say is fire, 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 everybody run, you know, leave the building. You can't say that unless there's really a fire, can you? But we've got somebody who's actually been in fires. He's been in rescue. He's been in things that you will not ever believe. This is a man who you all know as uh, AKA JC, which I knew him for for ages. Jerry is our man of the year on this particular podcast. He really is a unique person. I've had a chance to visit with him and learn about his history and his background. And I don't think any of you have any idea unless you live in Crescent city. And then you might have somewhat of an idea because he is certainly famous in that area. Even in the most recent July 4th parade, Guess who was in the float for Bees Social? And that was our guest today, JC. Before I get the chance to really get to uh, visit with JC, uh, I have the obligation uh, to introduce our co-host, uh, Tony K. But before I do, oh, my goodness, you went too fast. My goodness gracious. Okay, Tony, there you go. All right. I... Uh I see that. I see you're a veteran. Is that right? Uh, I am a firefighter. Yep. And if you look closely, it's uh, Loveland, a firefighter. So Loveland, yes. and, and uh, that's uh, yeah. that's that's uh, Firehouse Four Fifty Three. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And wow. we're all required to wear braces, which is very uh, very inconvenient, oh, very convenient, because our friend today, uh, we we share the same passion. You know, we, we sure do. So in well, honor of him. Doesn't every uh, fireman have to wear suspenders? Isn't that required? Well, you know, yeah. So I don't call these suspenders, but anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll go along with that. They're suspenders, I guess. Okay. All right. Now tell me, but, tell me your most, tell me your most exciting adventure in your firefighting days, Tony. Oh, you know, we're going to have to dedicate a whole show to that. Oh no no! I, I just I didn't want a small snippet. This all. Come on. Okay. I know you, well, I, 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 I I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I will tell you. I wasn't going to. I was going to save it for the show. But I was. I was. Um, I was firefighting one day, and let's just say that there was a very special place that I had to go and rescue some lovely ladies that were in distress. And let's just say that I. I. We we couldn't air that that rescue 
we couldn't air it. I'm not going to tell you any more than that, but I can tell you it was very, uh, uh, it was very intriguing. And was this uh, like a this is like, was this like a local house or something that you were talking about? Uh, yeah, I you know if I tell you any more, then you're going to know too much, and then I see. Okay, I'm going to spoil the surprise. But let's just well, say it, that that's we're going to surprise. We're going to we're going to there, there was lots of different things that I I think. We got to keep this PG, so I can't really share okay. much more than that. Well, I just want to ask, ask one last thing: Did they thank you properly? Um, you know, I can tell you that I was scarred in a good way. How's that? Okay, all right. You, and, can, and, you were and, <laughs> you were burned, but <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there was fires. There was a lot more fires than what I than what I thought there was going to be. Yeah. I ended up putting out a lot of fires. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yes, amazing as you are, and you know, I I, I really appreciate your uh, commitment to your duty, and appreciate your service uh, very much uh, in your firefighting days and your rescue of women in distress. That's really amazing what you do for everybody in the love story. True story. In the leveling community. Absolutely. Now today, though, we have the real thing. I mean, the real thing in real life and uh, a life that is absolutely fully lived. My goodness, what a history here. Our guest today, uh, JC, Jerry, uh, Carrick is with us. So let's bring him in and see if we can make him a part of what we're doing today. All right. Mr. Hello. Carrick, here you are. Hey, Hello, welcome, guys. welcome. Look at that. So good, so good to be here. Now, if Tony taught fire science, he would have said it wasn't so much the flame, but the heat. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and, 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 and Jerry, right now, you're sitting in your office, aren't you? I am in my office right now. This office belongs to my boss, but he lets me use it every day from midnight to noon. And this is a uh, interior of a of a Kenworth 2012 water truck. Let's see if I do this slowly. I don't know if you guys need to see that. It's a 12 speed uh, uh, range uh, range um, uh, transmission. It's uh, power steering. I have all the uh, all the bells and whistles, including a defective radio, and uh, um, when the windows roll up and down, so that's pretty good. What more uh, do you need? Well, without a radio, what do you, you sing to yourself without a radio? How do you entertain yourself? Well, I, 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 I am actually in a string band, and uh, I play the auto harp, and uh, so I practice. Uh, I practice songs. Uh, while I'm driving, but I will not entertain or 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 or, or do that to anybody else. So uh, yeah. I sound a lot better when I'm playing with a bunch of other people. And you can't hear me. That was uh, the next question. Was uh, are you gonna? You know, that was the very next question. So you already yeah. took it off the table. All right, <laughs> that's that's not fair. That's not fair at all. Yeah. You know, that's it's it, Jerry. You were well. I don't know. I'm going to go back before you were. I know that you were a firefighter, but I want to go back before that and watch a little bit of your history before you got into well, that dangerous profession. 
I was I was uh, <laughs> I was born in Texas uh, when we when I was do that five again, Rick. Do that again, Rick. Do that again, again, again Rick. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. One more time. Come on. There, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. we, we moved to California and we were we were pretty destitute in the beginning. And so um, I was nine years old and discovered uh, uh, TV Guide. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember TV Guide, but uh, you, you could sell them door to door and make four cents a copy, 15 cents a TV Guide. And uh, I got a hold of a couple and, and found some customers and started going back. And within three months, had 52 customers I would weekly deliver TV guide to. And I was a nine-year-old in 1959 with two bucks a week in his pocket. Wow. I was probably the richest kid in the county. And um, uh, in those days, you know, baby Ruth or, and a Coke would cost you six cents. So, you know, what, what more do you need? And then uh, when I was 12, I got a paper. We moved to San Jose. And in those days, it was about 100,000 people. And I got a paper route. And uh, it went from 75. I took it from 75 customers to about 500. And it was making about $400 a month. And uh, I put that money in the bank. And um, one of my uh, customers was an investment banker. And he uh, he and I talked all the time, and, and, and I was really kind of interested. And he says, well, you know, what I do is I do money markets, and, and uh, the French have a bunch of uh, gold certificates that they got from the U.S. government in World War II, and they're going to cash them in. And uh, the uh, uh, if you bought some French francs right now, you might make some money. So I bought uh, $2,000 worth of French francs at eight francs to the dollar. And within three weeks, they were worth about three and a half francs to the dollar. And I cashed them in and I had a whole bunch of money. And then about three months later, the Japanese a company, a little company called Sony uh, came into America. And I bought some Japanese yen at 360 yen to the dollar. And uh, it, uh, when I sold it, I sold it at 120 yen to the dollar. And I had about $16,000 in the bank. And I was uh, 16 years old, and just that that year, my family broke up, and uh, I, I had to get my mom an apartment, and I had to get an apartment for me, and and I ended up um, um, uh, getting a job at a shoe store, believe it or not, as a stock boy, and I actually made more money than there than on the paper route, and I stocked. Uh, so I went to school eight to three, and went uh, to the. Uh, 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 to the shoe store, uh, three to midnight. They gave me a key to the room. And as long as I got all the jobs done, he'd pay me whatever hours I told him. And I made a fantastic 95 cents an hour. And, uh, I did so good. I got a raise to a buck five an hour. And, uh, I ended up going to San Francisco. Uh, I found a girlfriend. I had paid for her apartment too. And the next thing you know, 18 months later, uh, all my money was gone to, uh, let's see what, what, what's that, uh, uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, we were going to the Fillmore two or two or three times a week, you know, Avalon ballroom. Um, you know, I got to on Wednesday nights, I, uh, that summer, I got to go to a uh, city lights bookstore and listen to, uh, uh Lawrence Ferlinghetti argue with Alan Watts and, uh, uh, a couple of other guys, 
about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And um, got my first copy of Naked Lunch. And, uh, you know, just, just you know, uh, expanded my mind. And then uh, uh, in 1968, I had a motorcycle accident, which took a lot of my, my brain power away from me. And uh, it was really funny because when I came to, I was unconscious for 10 days. And the nurse said, I woke up one time. I said, how's my bike? How am I? And then I said, I want to be a firefighter. And I had never really wanted to be a firefighter. But um, uh, in those days, I had... Um, uh, in that recklessness that I lived, I accidentally hurt somebody and I promised my higher power that I would never uh, hurt anybody again. And of course, that was during the Vietnam era. And, and uh, so I filed as a conscientious objector and uh, ended up fighting wildland fire for 25 cents an hour. And if it was hazard pay, I got an extra nickel. I got 30 cents an hour. And I did that for two years and ended up working for the U.S. Forest Service after that and uh, made it my life career um you know so so um, um i had you know um let's see then and, and we were doing a rescue at the turn of the century and uh i had a brand new emt engineer i gave her my rope so she could it was her first uh retrieval we had two people roll down a 180 foot cliff in a volvo and because of all the airbags in it, they both survived beautifully. Uh, but I was standing on the cliff face watching everything happen. And the cliff face I was standing on collapsed. So I went down about 30 or 40 feet and uh, did some damage. And I had to retire. So I decided to go to college. I always wanted to go to college. And I never had the opportunity uh, um, after my sex, drugs, and rock and roll era um, I got cleaned up and three, five weeks later, I met my future wife and uh, never told her about any of my, my past history, but she slowly learned it. Uh, we've been married 50 years. Let's see, got my college degree 10 years ago. Um, I ended up working in a uh, domestic violence shelter for women for six years. And um, uh, let's, see, four, let's see, I retired I retired from that in, in uh, 2016. Um, Richard Hopkins and his wife taught me how to swim. I never learned to swim. And uh, Donna was a, knew how to swim. She taught me how to swim, and we went scuba diving in Mexico. And I'd never done that before, never thought about it until then. Uh, but um, I got back from that, and uh, Richard says, how would you like to drive a truck again after 20 years not driving one? And I said, sure. And uh, ended up driving a water truck for him. And uh, let's see, my latest adventure is he uh, taught me how to drive, how to operate a uh, excavator two months ago. So um, it just goes to show you, you know, as long as as long as you're open to it, you know, you never get too old. Sometimes I think an old dog can't learn new tricks, but I I have a lot of good friends that teach me that that I I, I can learn something if I try it, you know. Wow. So. Other than that, that's about you know that's that that's the rough draft. Oh, that, that's that's a that's a rough draft, all right. But uh, I know that's just the tip of the iceberg uh, with you. <laughs> with it, I was I'm amazed at times when we're on the uh, nightly calls, and when I first got on way back now it's way back uh, after the first of the year, <laughs> so it's not way back at all. 
But uh, when I first got on and I heard you, you know, come on and chat and so forth, I'm going, who is this guy exactly, you know? Uh, and I'm going, okay, I'll just kind of sit back and watch a little bit. But then I heard you uh, talk a little bit and actually give your ideas, uh, not only about the group, but about other things. And I was, I was amazed at the depth of your philosophical uh, ability to clarify things and make them so brilliant, brilliant in front of us all. And I, I really respect you for that, Jerry, uh, JC. Well, thank you. I just, you know, um, sometimes, you know, sometimes if you try too hard, it comes out all wrong. But, you know, one of the things that I really, truly enjoy about this group is, um, you know, really, when Richard first talked to me about this, uh, the first night when, when Richie was talking about, you know, we were still talking about, you know, how do we use the credit card? You know, how is the credit card going to benefit us? And what we've discovered since then is a whole world, you know, of, of different ways of helping. But, you know, the uh, um, I was in Jamaica. Uh, my wife is a midwife. And she, there was a world midwifery conference and I've always wanted to go to Jamaica. And so I went and, and one of the uh, experiences I had was with one of the doctors and he uh, used marijuana as part of, part of uh, treatments. He had 143 different species of marijuana. Each one did something different. He also was a full-fledged doctor. Uh, he could deal with headaches. He could deal with, with cancer. He could deal, you know, and, and, and one of the things he said is the difficulty with first world countries is they always want to do medical colonialism. <laughs> and uh, so, so that triggered in me what other kinds of colonialism are there, you know, and um, uh, the, you know, the, the, the issue of helping, you know, people in a village in Africa or in South America, sometimes they don't need help. All they need is uh, uh, friendship. All they need is to be pointed the way and then they'll figure it out themselves. And uh, so my 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 uh, brain has has slowly developed into how can we assist without, you know, they, they don't need a mom and a dad. What they need is a friend. And when 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 you guys first were talking about this thing, what I heard was uh what a, what 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 a beautiful way of dealing with um, you know we're never going to make the world better. There's always going to be people who will kill and 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 hunt, and there are people who will do damage, and there will be people who uh, uh, you know do the obvious malignant things that people do. But there's also a whole lot of people out there that do some really magnificent stuff, and um, you know not all of them are magnificent enough to uh, embellish, but they do s simple things. They do, uh, you know, how, how do we do an M2 coin, but it's going to be up to the person to do the mining. I mean, who thought of that? You know, you guys did, you know, you guys did. And, and, and this concept of having to do the work and it's your M2, it's going to be your us. It's going to be your 
a piece of a new world where your children will have shoes and clothes. Uh, you can have that extra meal, you know, once a month. And, uh, you know, in, in, in Jamaica, 80% of Jamaica is absolute poverty, people living in tin sheds. And the thing that I learned in Jamaica, just like in Mexico, is uh, where the kids go to school, the moms make the kids clothes. Here they are living in this one room tin shed and the kids go to school clean and healthy every day because it's a matter of, you know, not, not pridefulness, but a matter of um, expectation that the child will know what cleanliness is and what, what self-worth is. And that's, you know, the other thing that we talked about, you know, what's the difference between price and worth? You know, uh, we have, you know, everything has a price on it in America, you know, but, but uh, uh, there are some things you can't buy. There are some things that, that have a worth beyond that, that money thing. And uh, what I see in our uh, Opus and B's social is uh, we have the opportunity to rise above that continually. And, uh, you know, that just excites me. So that's basically why, you know, why I'm here, you know, and, uh, did I, okay, now if I ramble too much, you just, and then blood starts coming out your ears, all you got to do is tell me to shut up, okay? I, I think uh, I think Tony can handle it, can't you, Tony? You know, everything that you ever share with us, uh, Jerry, is not just insightful and warming and touching. Uh, it, it's with such uh, an incredible amount of, of depth and, and insight. And anybody that hears you speak or sees you, you can't help but realize that this guy is so, so genuine. And I got to tell you, I've, I've appreciated you from, from day one because you've always said things in, a, in an understanding that's, uh, that anybody can, can truly uh, grasp and, and appreciate. And they're always such, filled with such uh, a, a, a amount of depth and, and emotion. Uh, I, I always appreciate everything you say. I do want to ask you something else, though, real quick. Yes, sir. You you have jumped from many different places with uh, a shoot on your back. Uh, how many uh, you've got? What? How many jumps have you had? Seven hundred or some crazy amount? What is it? Oh well, in, in the eighties, I was in a hot shot crew. I, I, I was I was was a captain, and uh, uh, down the road from where we lived, uh, they would do uh, 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 you, parachutes and you paid 60 bucks or 75 bucks a day and, and all the jumps that you could make and they packed the shoes and uh and one weekend i got probably 35 jumps in you took advantage just, of that didn't you how many did you I, get what's the number you i know you know the number give me the it number was, it was 38 <laughs> yeah but you've you've done a lot more than that altogether, right Oh yeah, well, you know, I maybe maybe two hundred and eighty jumps total. But what yeah. happened is we moved, we moved, so I couldn't uh, go there anymore. And um, I, I always lived in a four season climate, you know, uh, uh, snow in the winter, you know, springtime, you know, uh, flowers in the f fields, you know, uh, autumn leaves, and and uh, you know, hot dusty summers, you know, with a uh, hundred 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 and five degree heat. My wife was raised in, in the Everett, Washington area, and we moved to Crescent City, and she said, it's just like home, only warmer. 
And of course, it was 50 degrees and foggy. And uh, she said, I'm never moving from here again. You can go anywhere you want. So in order to keep our marriage together, I had to stay here. So, you know. Chris, uh, Chris, would you like to see some of these these jumps that he's done? Would you? Yeah, I mean, go ahead, I, yeah. I, I wish yeah. there was something we could see to show, because I'm not sure that there's any proof. Yeah, of he was, he was very, very young when he started this, too. He wasn't, you know, uh -huh. the age he is right now, right? No, I that that was in. Let's see how how long ago was the eighties? Let's see, that was uh, let's see that that was like fifty, forty that or fifty was, years that, ago. That was that was before my that was before my time, Jerry. Come on well, now. Well, you know, one of the reasons I jumped it was the Reagan era. So what can I tell you? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to see those jumps. I want to see some proof. Of well, that. I don't. I don't know if I ever got. I I I was a very shy person, and I never liked my picture taken. I well, think that's interesting, Jerry, that you said that because I think we've got something contradictory to that. Uh oh. <laughs> well, I, I, all I can see is me on the screen. So, so whatever you're showing, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> well, you're you're gonna enjoy uh, seeing something later when you when you when you rerun it. Uh, there's a few things you're gonna see. I think we might even have some more proof of him. Well, we, we do, but why don't, why, don't, why don't we, uh, let me stroll out. Let's uh, get him out of his office and let, mm -hmm. him, let him show us uh, his uh, surroundings because he's in the mountains. He's actually doing this broadcast from the mountains, for goodness sakes. He is? Show us, wow. put it, well, you don't have to stare at me. Yeah, show, show, us, show us the surroundings. Okay, so here, I'm climbing down now. So give me a chance here, old guys. So this is this is my baby. This is uh, this here's my uh, water truck. Smith River equipment is. Uh, oops, I'm going too fast here. So this fire was a fire from last year, and as you can see, all the growth that's coming up. Uh, what happens is all the old fir trees were killed. And the new growth is all hardwood. It'll and this is the cycle of, of life on the on the northwest coast. Tan oak and brush and madrone, and then the firs will creep in. And uh, this uh, this mountain up that you're looking at is the northeast side of Oregon Mountain. If you were on Highway 199, you go through a tunnel, and that was oops, I don't think that was me. All Sorry, right, so. Ahead. All right, so let's see, trying to, okay, so so in the far distance here, let's see, I'm going to stand behind the truck so the sun don't hit it. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but there's a peak sticking up, that yep. Sanger Peak, uh, that's the, uh, on, on our side of the, the Oregon border, that's uh, about 5,500 feet, and right about within 200 feet of the top of that peak is a beautiful lake, and it's really quite nice. And so uh, let's see. So, so these are these are real similar to the dirt roads that I water, and the reason I water uh, the roads is twofold. One's dust abatement for the trucks, and the other one uh, we have a lot of iron and uh, uh, serpentine on the roads, and uh, on a hot hot dry day they can spark and start a fire. So, CDF, our California Division of Forestry. Uh, has us uh, water the roads and um, earlier this week I had to take a friend to the hospital and uh, I couldn't run the truck so they sh actually shut down the logging 
I put a bunch of guys out of business for a day. Wow. So, you know, so that's, I didn't realize I was that important, you know. Wow. But uh, let's see, looking back, okay, well, there's, let's see, there's my truck. Wow. Yeah. You know, now, now, Jerry, you, you're, you're more than welcome to uh, put a plug in for your boss. <laughs> my boss is, is uh, Richard Hopkins. Uh, well, actually, my actual boss is Larry Hopkins, and uh, uh, it's Richard's company, and uh, they're two of the finest men I know. And uh, you know, if I had a, if I had my brothers, if I had had uh, brothers, I would have, I would have enjoyed having them as as brothers. I I, I love the guys very much. Uh, his, you know, Donna is the office manager, and she's. Yeah, she's important because she pays my paycheck. So I got it really stuck <laughs> up to her. And, but she's, she's, and then her brother, John, uh, runs a parts department for the company. So it's really a family owned company. And, uh, you know, I get, um, I, I, I didn't have family. You know, my family was very dysfunctional. And uh, when, when we broke up, we, we, we scattered it. And, uh, uh, you know, I didn't realize how much I would have enjoyed having a family until I saw the, these guys argue and get, you know, this uh, contest and, and then love each other and, and be kind to each other. You know, it was just awesome, you know. And so uh, I, I've learned a lot from these guys in the last six years. Mm. So, so anyway, yeah. that's. That's the if 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 I hopped in my truck and drove down the road, I could show you where I draft. But you know, I don't know if you're really interested in doing that. Here, let's see. I'm going to turn the camera around. Well, um, you know, what I what I see is early on, you were a uh, investor, and also a risk taker. So when you first heard about this, did you have any hesitation about getting involved? Well, one of the things that happened when I was doing this as a teenager is I really liked money. And I realized that I would sell my soul for money. And so I had to say no. Um, I had a girlfriend who, who uh, did, did uh, bad drugs and she got me into them for a little bit. But then when I realized it was too beautiful to be true and I had to say no, um, she, you know, she and I broke up. You know, so money, money and drugs really relate a lot to me. And so when I started in, in, in this, what happened is um, um, I was working for Richard and uh, all the money that I make here. See, I, I have a retirement with my fire, um, you know, a, a fire retirement. And uh, my wife gets all of that. I give that to her and she makes all the bills and and she has money and, and I'm happy. And so when I work for Richard, this was my money. And it would be the it was the first time since I was a teenager that I really thought about investing it. And I've been having just a ton of fun with it. And and my wife doesn't get it. So so basically what I do is I explain to her that this is invisible money. And so so she 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 keeps telling me that as soon as the invisible money becomes real, she'll help me spend it. So <laughs> I'm sure that's true. I'm sure there's an end game. There's an end game. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, Tony, Tony, there's always an end game. But I think there's some special things about him that uh, could be uh, valuable. What do you think? 
I, I, I would love to know more, see more, and, and hear yeah. more. Let's, let's, let's rock and roll. Let's see. <laughs> calendar moment right there. Gee, many Christmas. What, how, how, many, how many calendars have you been in, Jerry? <laughs> I've oh, never, the, I'm, not, I'm not a calendar kind of person. The, f the fireman's calendars. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, don't you? yeah. 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 No, sure. I, I, I was either too skinny or I, I was a I was a runner. And so uh, my my my, uh, my firefighting would be how many hours could you go? And I think my longest shift I ever worked was about 78 hours. Wow. And, uh, and then uh, uh, so, you know, 30, 48 and of course, you know, times change and they don't let people do that anymore. So mm -hmm. I actually had the best of all the possible worlds there was, you know. And wow. One time, uh, let's see, we had a bunch of lightning strikes in, in uh, Montana. I was given three guys and the four of us uh, hiked over 200 miles, hitting uh, uh, close to 30 lightning strikes and putting them out. Wow. And wow. it was, it, that was really awesome. I, you know, <laughs> the, that was in the Bob Marshall wilderness. And, you know, you just, you never, you know, you know, I, I, I always tell people, you know, I got to see country that nobody in their right mind would ever want to go to. And, you know, I <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like the only place I ever wanted to go fight fire that I never got to go was North Carolina. Mm. You know, we got close. Uh, uh, there was a year that we uh, hit Alabama and then went into uh, Mississippi and then up into Kentucky and Tennessee. And then uh, um, uh, we were going to go to Minnesota and then it started raining. Then they got some lightning bus in, in North uh, Carolina, but they turned us away because they had enough people. So, wow. you know, uh, uh, of, of, of the United States, I probably have fought fire in 36 states. Wow. Well, you know, in North so, Carolina, at, at, at JC, we, we don't have that many fires because it rains a whole lot here. So uh, it really uh, tamps down the, uh, the possibility of fire, to say the least. Well, you know, well, you know, Crescent City, Delaware County actually is a very much a lot like uh, North Carolina. You know, this this area was called the asbestos forest until last year, hmm. you know, <laughs> and then, then it wasn't. <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. But, uh, nature. Nature is a is a force to be reckoned with. All know, right. Now, I've got to I've got to know this. You know, you've uh, you've had all these adventures. <clears throat> you've. You've, you've jumped out of planes that were perfectly good planes, which is ridiculous to me. But uh, you've done that. You've, you've jumped into fire zones, everything else. I always want to know, what's the event that stands out in your mind that you thought maybe you'd never survive? Uh, well, that was one of the first fires I was ever on. It was called the Romero Fire, and it was uh, just south of Santa Barbara. And uh, they were having what they call sundowner winds, which are uh, desert winds that come sweeping in just about uh, the Pacific Ocean heats up a little bit, and then it starts to uh, rise, and then the air from the inland is, is sucked in uh, to take its place, and it creates a wind event uh, close to you know anywhere between 50 and 100 miles an hour. And we were on a, a hilltop. Uh, moving into some power lines and we had three dozers punching a, a, a trail ahead of us and uh, the sundowner came in and there's 240 of us on this ridge line and when the when the, the fire kicked up uh, one of the dozers made it out two of the dozer operators and the two dozer bosses were killed 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they wouldn't turn around. They 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 couldn't see the fire coming over the top of them. Uh, the power lines that go into L.A. come down that, and they're about 150 feet tall, and the flame links were roughly three times as taller than that. And when it came over the top of us, we had uh, uh, we had one dozer that we had plowed about six blades wide, and 240 people laying down, and uh, the fire went over the top of us, and the whole sky just turned ruby red. And it was so, so, so red that all you had were black silhouettes. Mm. And um, I, it was about 80 degrees on the ground, you know, and uh, out of curiosity, I stuck my hand up in the air about 18 inches and I burned off the ends of my three fingers uh, on my left hand. And uh, I thought, you know, this was awesome. You know, the, <laughs> you know, I, I, and I tell you, I used to ride motorcycles until I totaled a 61 Oldsmobile. Okay. So, uh, th- it was so hot that, that, uh, behind us was an avocado, was a, was a, uh, U.S. Forest Service, uh, 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 agriculture department experimental, uh, orchard of avocados mm-hmm. and they had the sprinklers going and the fire was so hot it burned up the first 10 tiers of the avocado trees. There was nothing left but stump. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, uh, it, it turned out I went, I, I, I went to college uh, a year later. I took fire science. And uh, one mm-hmm. of the guys who was the uh, operations officer on that fire was my instructor. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, we thought all 240 people were dead. And we started ordering new crews right away. <laughs> and what had happened is in those in those days, uh, the, the radio sets were uh, like the big brick military type. And they mm-hmm. took 12 uh, uh, D batteries and they were good for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So everybody on the crew had to carry a, 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 a package of D batteries with them. Wow. And uh, when the electricity, when the when the power lines melted down, they threw up a, a, a electromagnetic charge that our radio signals couldn't get out. And um, uh, on the line, the only pe- the only people killed were those four guys uh, that were away from the line. Everybody survived, and uh, so, so uh, I was I think I was hooked on that because I wanted to understand. My job my job was to understand what fire does and how it does it, you know. And 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 it's 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 very simple, you know. It's a fire is a chemical reaction to whatever process is taking place, and so once once it can create fuel. To burn, it will burn. Once it creates uh, 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 an energy to itself, it will create another kind of energy. And so, you know, um, I, I became totally fascinated with it, totally fascinated. And uh, yeah. so I spent my whole career, um, I, I ended up doing, um, um, well, you know, I, I was an engine captain, and you're only supposed to do like engine captain stuff and i got qualified as a division supervisor and later got to go to um, um, uh, uh, fuels management class which was like it, it has like a 190 290 390 i took the 590 class and it was absolutely magnificent and uh then i became uh what they do call a type 2 uh, incident commander which means i could run up to a 5,000 acre fire and it always pissed off all the uh, people who were GS-11s that this GSA could tell them what to do. And I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed that J- very much. <laughs> JC, JC, uh, you know, we we could go on for uh, two hours, but unfortunately, we're coming to the end of this particular podcast of the Swarm Unplugged. Uh, 
Uh, anything you'd like to say just in a, uh, the brief uh, moments we have left that uh, to the people of the community? Yeah, I, I, you know, the one thing that, that I enjoy uh, in our community is the freedom to be able to speak while we're meeting together. And I don't hear from a lot of people, and I don't know if it's just shyness or if they're not interested, you know, but I would like to hear uh, uh, input. You know, it's like we hear input when they can't cash their M2 coins or we hear input when they can't move something. But, uh, you know, um, the hopes and dreams that each of us have, you know, I'm sure a contingent among us, their hopes and dreams are just to get rich, you know, but there's more to, more to life than that. And, that's, uh, that's absolutely true. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tony, Very any final words, uh, please? You know, really quick, JC, Jerry, uh, as what I expected, I knew we wouldn't have enough time to cover what we needed with you because you are truly uh, uh, such an inspiration and you've got such incredible uh, stories. So I'm going to ask you if you'll grace us with your, your presence again and, uh, you know, maybe we can uncover some other stuff because you've got a lot to say and we don't have enough time to cover it. So... Uh, will you will you join us again sometime? I, I will. Uh, let, let's go through a few other people first, and uh, <laughs> I think maybe you need to get Larry or or, or or Richard Hopkins on this, just so they can uh, deflect from, from from my praise of them. They hate yeah, praise. Well, yeah. you know. right, uh, JG, all you have to do is ask Richard <clears throat> to give Tony or me a call, and he is on. Okay, so okay, that'll, be, that'll be it. Now, but I, I appreciate everybody today. It, um, uh, JC, fantastic. I uh, I never knew any of this. I never I never suspected this or anything else. And I don't know if anybody else in the community has that feeling or understanding either. So, what a pleasure! Thank you yeah, so much for being on the podcast today, JC. Well, y'all have a good day, and, and and I'll see you later. Okay. Thanks, all right. Uh, I don't know, T Tony. You know, it's fascinating, isn't it? The people we have in the B social community. You. My goodness yeah. gracious! Wow. Yeah. Every every time we think we've we've got something interesting and great, we get people like Jerry come along and just blow us away. I tell uh, you, totally. Just, yeah. Wow. I just wow. Uh, thank you. It's just so fascinating. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you so much, uh, my fabulous co-host. Thank you so much for being a part of the Swarm Unplugged, as always. And I'm glad you. that you're a volunteer firefighter. That will be very interesting uh, when you drive up one of those big trucks with the uh, huge extension. Uh, you need to paint one truck red so that you can actually be a volunteer fireman. Okay. We'll, we'll let it go with that right now. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of this episode of the Swarm Unplugged. My special thanks, of course, to JC, our very special guest, and to my uh, co-host, Tony Kay. Always a delight. And we make joke a lot together, but uh, uh, the friendship will endure. And, of course, to my very, very, very good friend, our technical director, uh, Rick Shear, for taking care of the back end of this and making us all look fabulous. I look forward to having uh, all of you visit us again uh, next Thursday for another episode of The Swarm Unplugged. In the remaining time, always remember to listen, learn, and give.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Swarm Unplugged podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment. Gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the Bee Social community. See you on the next episode.